don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. This week on Social Minds. Ultimately, social media is the number one channel for connecting with your audience. We're joined by Natalie Wills, who is the Global Director of Social Media, Consumer PR and Influencers at Zalando, to talk all about how brands can use social to tap into culture. Culture is a trend, it's a lifestyle, it's values, it's a part of what people feel and what they've experienced and who they really are. For a fashion brand the size of Zalando, the moves they're making in representation and sustainability are huge. This year, they're busy building a social strategy that puts culture first. And we spoke all about what that means, including why Elon Musk has more followers than Tesla and SpaceX, the easiest way to avoid woke-fertising, and why Zalando asks influencers to return the gifted clothes they won't wear. All this and more, coming up. What can brands in all verticals learn from fashion about tapping into culture? Yeah, thanks, Eve. I think that, um, I mean, it's such an interesting question and something I'm super passionate about. I would say fashion really speaks to us. It's literally like a language. What we wear is very representative of who we are. It's what's happening in culture today. And I think that some of the key things from my side are is like fashion and fashion brands are the ones that are constantly evolving, um, you know, adjust their styles to what's happening in culture buzzing around them. They are not afraid to collaborate and let their brand be perhaps like taken apart by another brand or, um, you know, added to or built on. Um, So collaboration is key. And I think they also, we see with fashion brands, particularly, you know, if we look at the likes of Nike, et cetera, They are not afraid to wear their values on their sleeve and really be active participants in culture. And I think that that really resonates with uh, popular culture specifically today, but all through our history. So I think really there's so much to talk about here. But, you know, most of the time we see that what's happening in fashion is definitely a representation of what's happening in culture. Mm, no, definitely. And I'm I'm interested, Natalie, to get your definition of culture, because obviously there are, there are so many different sides to that. Um, and also interested in how you guys at Zalando spot cultural trends today. Yes, I think you're right. There are so many different definitions of culture. But to me, culture is a trend. It's a lifestyle. It's values. It's a part of what people feel and what they've experienced and who they really are. And I think that culture is what is happening around us. It's what's buzzing on the streets of Paris. It's what's buzzing on the streets of Manchester. It is literally what is happening in society today. So the best way to define culture is just by looking around you in terms of what's happening today. And how do you use um, social PR and cultural partnerships to make people fall in love with the brand by, by tapping into culture, as we've discussed? If we look at like the very hard facts, people follow people. They don't necessarily follow brands that easily. I think that there was actually recently quite an interesting meme shared with um, a picture of Bill Gates and a picture of Elon Musk and then a Tesla logo and a Microsoft logo. And it just showed that the actual person, Bill Gates and Elon Musk, have so many more followers than the brands. And that's because literally people want to follow people. 
because culture is people. So I would say that from a brand partnership perspective, it introduces your brand to new audiences. You're connecting with something that perhaps is like a very big um, talking point. I would say with influencers, I mean, influence has been an explosion of late, but I would say that like fashion brands were some of the first brands to start using influencers. And the power of influencers is quite exceptional. And it allows brands to speak to new audiences, but through people, which is definitely a more liked way to talk to people than through brands. All of these different tactics of deploying your brand in culture done through the voices of people and people that actually stand for the same values as your brand is much more powerful than the brand just really pushing a message out to its audience. No, definitely. And I, I agree with what you said about fashion brands being pioneers in the influencer space because they absolutely have been. It reminds me of um, how old designers used to dress like socialites to get their clothes in front of the right people. It's just that on like more of a macro scale, I think. But I'm interested to hear a little bit more about how Zalando uses socials specifically, like not outside of an influencer standpoint, to try and get people to, to fall in love with your brand because it's something a lot of brands ask for, but it feels like a big ask. Um, and I'm interested to know what tools and uh, types of content, language, etc., has um, been able to help you. Um, yeah, so I think that obviously you cannot tap into culture today without being very active on social media. That's like literally number one. Um, and I think that if we know the nature of social media is storytelling, right? And the nature of brand building also has to be storytelling. And I think that the social media channels really allow us to tell these amazing stories to our audience. And the key thing for me, um, how we use social channels is we're really as a brand, really trying to evict change. So our sort of vision is where fashion meets culture to inspire change. So we're really, really wanting to sort of break down the traditional stereotypes of what makes like a traditional fashion person or beauty person. We want people to be celebrated for exactly who they want to be, whether that is somebody that is coming um, from a different country within Europe. You know, we want to celebrate all of Europe, whether that's somebody that has a disability, we want to celebrate them for being proud of who they are, whether they're coming from um, one of the minority communities. So we really want to create a space where people feel like we are showcasing a different version of what traditional fashion looks like, I suppose. And I think social media is the perfect ground for this. I mean, if you look at the likes of TikTok to Instagram, you have you can connect with all of these minority communities so easily. And I think that they are all, um, I, I would say like on TikToks especially, <laughs> they are really trying to get people to share their personal stories, which is quite amazing that people will share with audiences that they've never met before some very intimate personal stories about them. And I think that's so fantastic, you know, to um, to tap into those things. So we really try on social media to work with creators that are inspiring and creators that are very true to themselves. We try and really showcase content that is native to each platform because I think that there's nothing worse than seeing cut down TV ad used on TikTok, for example. So I think really making sure that you are using native creators and native content for the channels, that's like super, super important. And then I would say above all, like your community management 
is number one important because you can't just be a voyager in social media. You need to be an active participant. So we really need to make sure that our community management is on top form and um, we're connecting with our creators. We're engaging in dialogue with them. We're celebrating them. So I think that, um, yeah, it's, it's really all about native content, making sure we're trusting the creators to create things for us and community management. Those are sort of some of the top tips that I would say we try and use um, on all of our social channels. Some fantastic advice there. And I'm glad that you sort of talked about um, how you guys have been working with minority cultures and been doing a lot of work in representation with it, which I think is super, super important. I'm interested to ask how you guys are able to spot when there's an authentic opportunity for a brand and culture and something that in these spaces that brands have a, a right to play in um, and one that you know that your you know customers and followers aren't going to mind you being in. And I think this is it's such a great question because there's so many brands that are trying to tap into culture these days and realizing that it is actually quite tough. I would say one of the biggest things and learnings that we have is you need to be aware of what's happening but you also need to be aware of what authentically your brand can stand for and can participate in because there's nothing worse than participating in a conversation that just feels like what we call woke advertising where you're just jumping on the bandwagon and saying something because everybody else is saying it so changing your instagram logo to pride colors without having any plans to support the lgbtq community so I really think that um, the number one priority for us is we have a very clear set of values and we have defined how we are going to actively participate with those communities to showcase those values. So we know exactly when to step in and step out of a conversation. So we would never get involved in, um, let's say there's something political happening. I mean, we just would never participate in that because it's got nothing to do with our brand and we can't authentically talk about that. But if, for example, there's Pride Month coming up, we have been working with a whole host of creators for many years on Zalando that are reflective of this community and we actively support them. So this is a time for us to truly celebrate those people and celebrate those communities. And so it feels very legitimate for us to talk about that. So I just think it's really about defining what your brand values are and being bold to stand up um, for those values, but also not being ashamed to step out of the conversation if it isn't something that is going to feel authentic. Yeah, I think that's super important as well and something uh, a lot of brands shouldn't be afraid to do as well. I think there's a lot of shyness around, okay, well, if we if we don't do that, then maybe they're admitting fault to something. But I actually think that can be really powerful when brands come forward and say, we know we need to do better here. Um, and sort of segueing here, because I know that... Um, People use ambassadors and influencers and creators to help them uh, talk about those values authentically. So it doesn't always sound like you're talking about yourself as a brand. But we've heard a little bit about how you guys work with influencers. But I'm keen to hear um, a bit more about what exactly they've been able to help you guys achieve and what role they've been playing for you in your marketing strategy from big time influencers all the way down to nano influencers. So yeah, I would say that probably influencer um, marketing is one of the most important strategies that we have at Zalando. Um, and we, it really is something, a tool that we tap into with every piece of marketing that we do. And I think that it's got a lot to do with being relevant and, you know, in culture in certain countries. So we've just, for example, launched into some um, countries in Eastern Europe and 
we want to be really proudly European. And it wouldn't make sense if we used creators from Germany to go and talk to consumers in Lithuania about, you know, Lithuanian fashion. So being able to pick and select influences from Lithuania to really showcase what Zelando has to offer is much more culturally relevant than, um, you know, obviously flying someone in. So we really use influences to connect with local culture, to make us locally relevant, um, as I say, because people follow people versus brands. Um, and I think also the other thing is, is that influences also are more often than not, they really stand for things that are quite important. So recently we ran a campaign called Activists of Optimism, which was all around celebrating people that are just making us laugh and smile. So during the time of lockdown, when everybody just needs a chance to have a laugh. So we looked into the influencer community and found some incredible people that are sort of dance stars or just people that do funny skits and um, we have embraced them and included them in our campaign. I think it's been super successful because these people are very well known in their local countries, but also they feel so proud to be a part of a campaign for being recognized for something that they've been doing for quite some time. And it really drives local relevance for us. And then I would say the final thing with influencers is there's no better way to change the landscape of you know, the representation within influencer marketing than to have big brands like Zalando actually backing minority communities and backing uh, people that stand for values that we also stand for. Because if everybody just uses the same people, nothing is ever going to change. So I think for us, uh, one of the big powerful things that we're trying to do is really to make sure that we are representative of truly who the population is in various different countries within our influencer marketing. And, um, yeah, looking at people that are, let's say, plus size, you know, are representative of the LGBTQ community, um, need adaptive fashion um, to really change the face of fashion and beauty. So influencers are literally the most powerful tool that we can use for that. You're listening to the Social Minds podcast with Natalie from Zalando. So far, we've talked about how we define culture today and how creative partnerships can help to make people fall in love with your brand. Plus, we discussed when involving yourself in culture is authentic and when it's a moment you should leave well alone. Now, we have something very special for you. If you listened to Social in 6 last week, you'll have heard me tease this, but we have a very exciting opportunity for one of you to win £500 or euros to spend at Zalando. If you want that to be you, all you have to do is leave Social Minds a glowing review on Apple Podcasts and make sure you include your full name in the copy. We'll be announcing the winner in next week's episode, which will be a Social in 6, so make sure you tune into that. All the terms and conditions are on our website, which is socialmindspodcast.com. Still to come, we speak all things sustainability, representation, and the historical link between fashion and culture. Stay tuned to find out why there aren't more influencers talking about sustainability, what the fashion industry can do to help its reputation, and the effect that social has on brands' cultural relevance. How important is it, do you think, that influencers are seen supporting sustainability and sustainable fashion, but also these wider like cultural topics? So I think specifically with sustainability, it's a little bit of a tough one because fashion hasn't got the best reputation with sustainability, let's be honest. So 
what we've really discovered at Zalando, because Zalando it wants to become the most sustainable um, platform, and we've actually been carbon neutral for quite some time. So sustainability is literally at our core. And what we actually discovered when we were trying to look for influencers to talk about sustainability, there's actually not that many. And the influencers that are around to talk about sustainability are, you know, they're working with every brand. Um, and so I think it's an amazing opportunity um, for brands to start educating fashion influencers or just uh, general influencers to be more sustainable. And I think that that's only going to come once again from us actually participating in culture and making this impact. So we've actually just recently set up something called the Academy, where we'll have um, industry professionals from um, all walks of the sort of sustainable life. Um, and we've got a selected group of influencers that will kind of come on the journey with us and we'll educate them in terms of what small steps they can make in their lives to make a big impact. And we're hoping that that's going to sort of inspire more influencers to make a change. We also, I think the other thing with influencers that can seem a little bit frivolous is um, they get sent so many clothes and then you can imagine what do they do with all those clothes? So I think brands also need to make sure that they are giving influencers the opportunity to return them. So for us, uh, we lend them out and they, in most cases, they send them back and then we sell them. Um, but if, if they want to keep them, they're more than welcome to. But I think, you know, what we don't want to, um, do is just have a whole load of clothes sitting with somebody that is worn like for one picture and they never used again because that's not very sustainable. So we're definitely on a journey about how to do this ourselves. And obviously I'm, I'm, we've also just launched pre-owned on Zalando where people can sell, um, their pre-owned clothing. And um, that's also like a great initiative to try and get people to be passionate again with buying secondhand clothes, because we know from our own habits, there's only very few items you wear regularly, but you have many items in your closet that maybe you've worn like two to three times and you're too scared to get rid of it because of that one day that may come up in the near future where you might be cool again to wear that dress. So I think that there is an opportunity to get pre-owned um going within our influencer community but yeah i think that sustainability is, is a tough one with the influencer community at the moment and um yeah any great sustainable influencers out there please contact us because we we would love to work with you um but yeah i think the values topics are a lot easier to be honest with influencers because i think that you know the social platforms have been an amazing ground for people to share personal stories and i think those are easier topics to find people that truly authentically represent them i would be interested to hear from other brands in terms of how they are um, dealing with sustainability no definitely it's an interesting topic and i think something that no two companies can approach in the exact same way because their industries call for different focuses and i'm glad that you mentioned values because we've talked a lot about sustainability obviously and about um, you know representation and making sure that the whole of society feels seen in the work that you guys are doing. I want to know how these things are baked into both Zalando's company values, but also your products as well. So at Zalando, we have some very important strategic elements baked into our overall brand and company strategy. And these are around um, diversity and inclusion and sustainability, uh, which are two extremely important topics that we would like to address. Um, diversity and inclusion, we have a strategy that's um, called Do Better. And really, this is about how do we as a platform become more inclusive by design? And how do we bring to life the diversity of our talent? So the people that work with us, our leaders, our customers, 
and our partners. And from a sustainability perspective, we have an incredible um, starting point of our journey um, set out in our do more strategy, which is all around um, how do we become a sustainable fashion platform with a net positive impact for people and the planet. And this strategy really focuses on how we are addressing, obviously, our carbon emissions and the planet. Um, what products are we selling? Um, a large portion of those we, we want to come from more sustainable sources and also people. How are we making sure that um, the products that we're sourcing are coming from communities and people that are obviously fairly paid and um, are celebrating people um, and not obviously taking advantage of them? So I think that there's, there's these two quite large uh, pillars that are baked into our strategy. And it's really important that every element of every sort of team in the business is driving towards these two things. So that's why you will see that whether it's a social media campaign or an advertising campaign, we're always touching on these topics because we we don't just want to talk the talk, we want to walk the walk. And that's really important, I think, for these two very important values topics. And finally, I'd just say that I don't think that we're perfect at all. I just think that it's good for businesses to draw a line in the sand and say, this is what we want to achieve and be very transparent to customers that this is how we're going to get there. And it's going to be a learning and a growing journey, but we're starting from somewhere. So I think customers are sort of expecting businesses to do a lot more in these two areas, but a lot of businesses aren't very transparent with what they actually are doing to get there. And I think that's really something we want to change. We want to showcase very transparently where we are today and how we're going to get to our vision. No, definitely. I think transparency is key. And going back to fashion and culture, I'm interested to hear because earlier you mentioned how closely interlinked these two things are. And I think that's so true. But I want to know why you think they became so closely interlinked and when that happened. And now what brands can learn from, you know, the 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 brands that led the way in that space with really bringing these two cultural zeitgeist together. Yeah, fashion has been part of our lives for centuries. I mean, if we look at, you know, back into all the history books, fashion has been a part of people's lives. And I think as it's so inherently linked to people and society and culture, it's really just become something that is completely connected, fashion and culture. So I'm not sure when it happened, but I would say that it's got a lot to do with the fact that fashion and culture are both shaped by stories. And I think that that is just a sign of the times. So fashion reflects times, the sign of the times. Ever since humans have been on the planet, fashion has probably played a part um, and it's become more and more prevalent in uh, recent times because fashion is a way to show people who you are. I suppose there's no better way than to dress um, the way you want to be perceived. So yeah, I would say it's a very powerful tool for evicting cultural change. Um, and also showcasing what's happening in culture today. No, absolutely. And I want to finish off on one last point, bringing it back to social. Um, from your guys' experience and from what you've seen over the years and from other brands, what effect do you think social media platforms can have on brands' cultural relevance? Because we've seen those channels do both harm and good, but I know now more than ever there's a lot of brands seeking to harness these platforms for good. Um, and make sure that they're really listening and learning in these cultural spaces? Well, I just would say that I don't think that you can be an active participant in culture without social media. 
I think that it's integrated. It's um, important. I mean, we're seeing now, even from the media landscape, less people are watching TV, less people are, I mean, even now with COVID, when everybody was in lockdown, no one was looking at those billboards because no one was outside. So I think that ultimately social media is the number one channel for connecting with your audience. And I think the amazing thing with social media, which we don't get necessarily with a lot of other media channels, is you can be so targeted and you have so many uh, data points that you can actually learn from because everything is measurable. So I would say that it's extremely important. And I don't think it's important to be everywhere. I think that's also a key. I think there's so many social media platforms that exist. It's better, I suppose, to do, let's say, Instagram and TikTok really well than to want to be on Pinterest, Twitter, you know, every channel. I would say like be selective in terms of what channels you feel that you can do the best and which represent your values as a brand better. And don't be afraid if you don't show up on a channel. I think that consumers will talk about your brand on that channel anyway, whether you like it or not. But if you're going to have a presence on a channel, do it properly. Don't just post, you know, brand related imagery. Really be a participant in culture, like understand what utility you're bringing to people. Like, why should they follow you? What are you giving them? Um, because I think people are also like very quick to, I mean, it's super easy to follow and unfollow a brand. And unless you bringing it every single day, it's a leaky bucket. You're just going to lose people. So I think really making sure that um, you are committed to yeah, providing really user-friendly, thumb-stopping content on the channels that make mo- the most sense for you. No, I think that's some fantastic advice and sort of emphasize what you said there about having a reason to be on certain channels and not feeling the need to go on multiple just because they might be trendy or everyone's talking about them. And a really good place to end it. What a great episode. And thank you so much for joining us, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. It was super interesting chatting to you. And um, yeah, I hope to be back soon. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoy this episode. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts with your full name and you'll get the chance to win £500 or euros to spend with Zalando. Terms and conditions can be found at socialmindspodcast.com. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson.